Please note, this episode references coercive control. Please see the show notes for helpful links. Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Emma Reddy, welcome to The Bra and the Brave. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for being here. I'm delighted that you made your way, although I didn't actually give you my full address. So I'm so impressed. <laughs> I'm like, how did you actually get <laughs> like, That now's for a great thing. One of the things are these secret gigs where people don't find out the date and the yep. place and the time until the, the day. So, so apologies for that. Mm. I realised when you were on your way here, I was like, I'm not sure I told them where I live. <laughs> <laughs> so well done. I'm impressed. I know. I I'm impressed. Skills. I didn't get lost at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have met in real life, albeit very briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I've always been intrigued by your work as soon as I found out who you were. And uh, so I'm delighted that you're on the podcast. I guess um, in terms of your um, what I would describe you as, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I have done my research. Um, B girl mm-hmm. choreographer. Mm-hmm. And you describe yourself as a creative educator, which I thoroughly enjoyed mm. reading. In terms of those three things, what do you think came first? Oh, B-Girl, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So I started breaking uh, when I was at University in Edinburgh in 97. Right. Which is funny because now I was at an event in Holland a few weeks ago. Yes. And uh, talking to other breakers. So breakdancers are called breakers or mm-hmm. B-boys and B-girls. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to other breakers and they, everybody always asks each other, you know, how long have you been dancing? So when I would say, oh, I started in 97, now I've reached the stage where everyone's like, oh, I wasn't even born then. <laughs> like, Thank you for that. Thank you so much. You're like, I'm an OG member yeah, of yeah, the crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or there when it was happening, Emma. <laughs> well, to think like of break dance, and this might be an coming as a dancer, but not as a breaker. Like to think that break dancing was available to people mm. in Scotland at that time, mm. like that's interesting to me because I'm like, really? Because mm. you know, I was a young person in the 90s and I don't remember having access to break no, dancing. Well, there was a class at Dance Space, okay, um, yes, while it was still on George Street in the assembly rooms. Got you. Um, so there were two teachers, uh. Alan Irvin mm-hmm. and Wallace, Wallace Sully. Yes. They were they were B-boys um, and Alan was teaching a, it was breaking and popping. So popping is like the robotic yes. style. So yeah, my friend found out about it uh, and one of her friends was going. Okay. So I decided to go along. And, and just... had you danced before prior to that? Yeah. Uh, I grew up dancing. Like, my mum was a dancer and me and my mum and my sister used to go to the same oh, you know, nice. Saturday morning classes. Did you? Right. Okay. Yeah. So that was that your... Bog standard ballet tap, yeah, jazz, yeah, modern. Interesting, yeah. right? And your mum's mum had always danced as well. Yeah, yeah, she loves it. Gosh, yeah. that's so cool. And you all went together. That's lovely. Yeah, well, we were all in different age groups. But, yes, but yeah, so we were all in the same, you know, summer shows. So, and how inspiring, like, for your mum to be mm. dancing, like, when you were a young person. Mm. Think mm. that's like, because that's not necessarily the norm. It's yeah. maybe like, you know, 
a young person's parents have danced when they were younger mm. and they've given it up and they, you know, mm. and it's lovely that your mum was still dancing. Yeah, yeah. At that age. Oh, she still loves to dance. She likes to go to the ballroom dancing. Amazing. <laughs> Love to hear that. Yes, dances for all ages, all abilities. <laughs> yes, keep dancing. Um, but what? So what were you studying at uni then? I studied uh, linguistics at Edinburgh. Did you? Did, yeah. Interesting, right? Okay, yeah. with a view to. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> with, with no view to anything. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I started off in psychology. So did that. But um, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to do other subjects in first year? Yeah. So linguistics was another That's subject. Me. And I preferred that because in the second year, all the statistics came in psychology, and I was like, this is not for me. Yes. So okay. I switched. My friends wanted to all oh, wanted to be the big brother psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Glamorising <laughs> psychology. Absolutely. Love it. Um, so yeah, just a chance encounter of like, yeah, I'm going to go along to this class yeah, and yeah. see what it's all about. Yeah, because yeah, I was I was really into hip hop music mm-hmm. and funk and soul already, and I liked the fashion. Yes. Uh, so yeah, the, but the dancing came a bit later for me. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of like my understanding of break dancing, like it's so incredibly like athletic. You you the strength it's required and the I guess the dedication to get good at it. Yeah. You know, you can go along to a dance class, another dance style mm-hmm. and, you know, pick it up mm-hmm. relatively. You don't get the basics, but I feel as if like break dancing like another level. Like it's you know, gymnastics almost and that's mm-hmm. like I mean I kinda do a forward roll. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why I don't become a breaker. <laughs> like, don't make me go upside down. And then I mean any footage I've seen of you, like mm. you're incredible and like incredibly fast, like the speed at which you move it, it's I mean it's beautiful to watch. At that point, did you find that you were just quite a natural at it because you had danced before? Yeah, I picked it up um, the footwork side of things uh-huh. so when you're on the floor and your hands and your feet. Yes, I picked all that up um, pretty straightforward, uh, but all the all the kind of athletic stuff, the mm-hmm. the flips and the the spins and the air moves are not for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I prefer to be on the floor. On the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like it. Like it. So so there is then different mm. areas of yeah. The, yeah. the dance style then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, so when you're standing up and you're dancing, it's called top rocking. Yes. Because you're rocking mm-hmm. on top. Yeah. I knew that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then footwork. So running around your body on the floor. Mm. Um, you've got flow or sweeps, which is more slidey, sliding movements with your legs. Yeah. It's all flowing. Freezes, which are like positions that you mm-hmm. hold still, but they can be really easy, just like on your knee, presenting yourself, yes. or they can be upside down on one hand. Got you. Okay. Um, and the whole present mm. yourself, so is the dance form always to be the origins of it in terms of you're always battling somebody else mm. or you're showing off your skills to mm-hmm, another mm-hmm. person is that how yeah. it works yeah i mean i know it's evolved from that do you know what i mean and certainly mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. your choreography and i know you're creating a show and yeah. so then you take it on its own journey there in terms of mm-hmm. because yeah. i guess you as a dancer and now as a choreographer mm-hmm. all the other styles would have influenced you up to that point like what you were doing on a saturday with your mum you know going to class yeah i don't know i think um like I retain the ability to pick up choreography, mm-hmm. but I don't really remember 
the steps. Yeah. Uh-huh, totally. Yeah, yeah it's interesting to just wonder, like, because mm. I think young people are, like, sponges, so, mm. like, and I certainly remember loads of stuff that I was taught when I was younger. Mm. I think it's even, like, I remember more French from school than I remember Spanish when I did it at uni, and obviously mm. that was not that long ago, but I think yeah. as a young person, there's probably stuff that goes in there and doesn't leave, yeah. and maybe you don't realise mm. it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um... So then linguistics, did yeah. that get ditched or <laughs> you're like, this is the life now, I found my calling. Uh, well, I did finish that degree. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I still didn't know what I wanted to do uh-huh. after. So I got a job waitressing and did that and just uh, danced on the side and then I started teaching. Okay. So teaching kind of then became my main thing for a long yeah. time. So yeah, I've taught all over Scotland, was in a a hip hop collective in Cambridge for a while, so I did a lot oh, of work in the, kind of in the southeast. Oh wow! Okay. Of England. So yeah, really teaching was for a long time the thing, mm-hmm. um, but now, well, my focus on teaching has changed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Scot- if Scotland is a difficult place to be to do what I want to do with teaching breaking. Okay. As a standalone. Right. Platform. And why? Why is that? Because the scene is so small. Mm-hmm. Um. And partly the scene is so small because there's always the problem of finding space mm-hmm. to train. Yeah. Because like, if you're breaking, you want to be training three, four times a week. Okay. And if there's not enough people on the scene, then it's expensive to hire somewhere yes, and is. to keep hiring the same place, which makes it difficult to transfer kids from your classes into training sessions mm-hmm. into the scene. So they're, so it never really grows. Drawing from that, right. Yeah, okay, understand. Yeah. So during lockdown, I was teaching online mm-hmm. and I had a a group of people from like all over the world. Wow. Super cool. But everyone was already breaking. Yeah. So that allowed me to explore a new way of teaching, which is when I became more. So I wasn't just teaching the basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. teaching, up a level, you know, kind of thing. here's your Christmas show. Or, you know, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I understand. Yeah, so I managed to find a group of people who were really interested in exploring their own creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I designed, first I was just doing a different topic every week, but then okay. I changed to like, we'll do four weeks on this, four weeks on this, four weeks on this. Nice one. Um, and it was great fun. Uh, but yeah, I did a whole uh, four-week course on creating combos. Mm-hmm. So in breaking, um, when you choreograph your stuff, it's called mm-hmm. a set yeah, or, okay. or a combo. So some people don't do that. Some people just freestyle all the time, but other people like to plan mm-hmm. all the moves they're going to do and what order they come in mm-hmm. and all the transitions Okay, yeah. in between. Um, so I did a, a course about that, how to take something that you already know, but completely change it and make it mm-hmm. into something. And is that how you, you would choreograph your own yeah. work? Yeah. Yeah. And these yeah. combos kind of yeah. thing. Right. Okay. I understand. Yeah. So I just really kind of broke down what I do in a way that I could teach it. Mm. That's a total mm. like skill in itself. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, I remember when I had said like I'd quite like to get into teaching dance, mm-hmm. like having dance my whole life kind of thing. And I remember my dad didn't like it sounds like he was being negative, but he really wasn't. He was just like, Do you think you can teach though? Because everybody knew I could dance and I was mm-hmm. like, Yeah, I, I think I can. Like I think I've got do you know what I mean? But like it's something you build up over time and it's mm-hmm. not everybody that can necessarily yeah. do it mm-hmm. it's a whole other skill to yeah. transfer what you find easy and something you've been doing for a long time and it's mm-hmm. innate in you yeah. and having the language mm-hmm. 
and you know the physicality to break stuff down and mm -hmm. explain it sometimes in layman's terms or um, finding new mm -hmm. ways to get into something like it is it's a total skill but yeah. obviously you've developed over a long period of time like you're saying like you've been teaching for a long time but mm -hmm. was it just a natural progression going into the teaching like or did you think oh that's actually something that I want to do uh, in the beginning it just kind of happened mm -hmm. like my friend was teaching in Aberdeen and I went to his class and he was like, no, Emma's going to teach you some top rocking. I was like, oh, Is what? It? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> totally unprepared, never taught. Deep end, fun. Yeah. Um, but, but it was really good, actually. I'm glad that he did it. Um, and then I was like, okay, maybe I could do some of this. You get one class and yes. word of mouth. And yeah. It yeah. just all starts totally. to roll together. Of course. But all the while still dancing for yourself. Yeah. And out, were you competing mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. kind of thing? Yeah. I was not competing so much anymore, but I did a lot of battles. I call battles. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and what is that scene like, like the competitive scene? Because mm. I didn't ever do any dance competitions. We did exams and we did mm. uh, shows. And then more recently, I've been asked to judge at some dance competitions. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, well, I'm not sure that get this world like I was just a wee bit like mm. Mm, like young people competing but actually once I'd done it once I was like no 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 everybody's yeah. having a really good time like competition is healthy I, ju I just think mm. I'd never equated dance with yeah competition, competition kind of thing so it was a wee bit of jarring at first for me mm. but the main thing for me was like everybody's obviously having a lovely time that's the main thing like mm. are you enjoying this yes you're developing your skills all the time mm. like you're working as a team like they weren't always performing solo but it sounds like well, I assumed mm. that breakdancing, that, that was just always that competition element, that that's how you showcase mm. what you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's that. And well, when I first started in Edinburgh, there were a lot of uh, really amazing hip hop nights on mm -hmm. in clubs. So me and my crew used to go out, you know, every weekend. And if we weren't, if there wasn't another crew there, we wouldn't be battling. We wouldn't battle each other, but we would dance okay. and you know a circle would form and how do you form a crew yeah well, how's that happen it just kind of happens well there's different ways but okay back then it would just happen organically uh -huh. so people you're around the people you're training with people mm -hmm. you go on well with people and this was the with. classes and stuff you were going to and yeah so from the class um at the at the original mm -hmm. dance base um another class started at edinburgh uni okay um so a lot of students mm -hmm. were going to that and because we were all at uni yeah. we had access to lots of different space um, yes. so we all just got space mm -hmm. and trained and we would go out cool dancing so i would imagine that was an excellent time for it was you a great time, really. yeah yeah yeah, I bet. yeah just all about training and dancing in clubs and having a good time and nothing beats it yeah. i mean I, like for my 40th last year i was like i just want like i want to go to a club and like dance because that's all i did like mm. thursday friday saturday <laughs> like i don't drink like i literally just went to dance and yeah. like hadn't done that for years then i was like i don't really want to go at, to a club in 2023 because mm. i don't think it's going to be my vibe <laughs> so i basically like just hired a hall yeah. and i made the playlist so it was like yeah. circa 1998 99 yeah. early 2000s music yeah. And just had them all like I remember that time yeah. going out and enjoying just dancing and the music being excellent like going to blanket on a Thursday night loved it loved it like at that time you were then forming mm. this same um, a career but 
maybe didn't realise it. Didn't, yeah, didn't realize it. we're just having <laughs> I fun. It's, I mean, well, that's like the dream in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then going into teaching, mm. and then at one, at what point do you think you classed yourself as a choreographer then? Oh, I just started working on this show. Well, I had the idea for it in 2017. Okay. So I had done a bit of choreography before, mm-hmm. um, but not not anything major. Okay. So I think now this this is my first mm-hmm. choreographed piece. Wow. And what has inspired that piece? The piece, well, I was listening to a podcast called okay. Real Crime Profile. So it's a true crime podcast but okay. the, it's got three hosts and one of them is a retired FBI profiler ah. and another one is a an expert on coercive control and right. stalking oh, and the gosh. third one is the casting director for Criminal Minds got you. so they, they talk about cases that are you know in the media at the moment but they talk about it from the point of the victim and kind of explain because uh, well the, the coercive control expert is also trained at the FBI as a profiler so they talk right. about the the motivations of the perpetrators and mm-hmm. so you can understand you know from the victim's point of view but also what was happening right make that happen okay uh, and they were talking about a tv show that was on the, the people versus oj simpson yeah and breaking down his coercive and controlling behavior towards nicole ah right uh, which was something that i identified with okay so I listened to the so it was a series of episodes of all the podcasts and I downloaded them mm-hmm. to listen to them as I when I was flying to San Francisco to go to a breaking event and I just listened to them all on the whole flight one after yeah. the other and every time the theme tune would come on like in between each episode mm-hmm. I just started in my head wow. thinking movement that would go <laughs> with the like what they'd just been talking yeah, about yeah. in terms of coercive control so when we landed in San Francisco I was like I, I'm gonna make a piece about this Jeez, oh. Yeah. That's like a pure light bulb moment, isn't it? It was, yeah. It's funny how things just come into yeah. your life at yeah. the right time and just mm-hmm. that spark of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but quite a, a very specific yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously meant. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm mm-hmm. sure you've listened to a million things before that yeah. you could have made a show about. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, that's just... Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then, so this is what you're working on that's what at working the on. moment? Yeah. Right, okay. And how does one go about making a show <laughs> well i know i had no idea <laughs> i think you know i just always think that people yeah. are listening to this podcast mm. and there's me people at various stages in yeah. their creative journeys mm. and it might even be you know the same discipline mm. but you know yeah. words of wisdom from somebody yeah. who's actually mm-hmm. doing it is just always like a pure yeah. gold well when i first started mm. i was googling how do you make a solo yes and I didn't find anything <laughs> anything useful at all on the internet. Um, so actually in 2020, I was commissioned to write a personal essay. So I called it, How Do You Make a Solo? Right. So, and I kind of wrote it like, this is what I did up to this point. Uh-huh. Um, so if anybody wants to read that, you can just Google Emma Reddy, How Do You Make a Solo? It's, oh, amazing. Um, I'll, put, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll send you a link. It's, it's, in a, it's online by... Um, what's it called? Ink Cipher. Okay. So lots of different hip hop artists wrote uh, essays. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's a really interesting piece of work. Mm. And had you written something before for them, or like had you written work before? No. Well, I've always at school I enjoyed writing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was at university. Yes. Did a lot of writing, and I did. I've done two other degrees as well. Did one in publishing. Oh my god! Have you? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> candles and <laughs> inventing days of the week that we don't know about. Is that right? Yeah. And Learning and teaching in the performing arts at the conservatoire in Glasgow. Wow. So that was a lot. There was a lot of writing involved. Yeah, I bet. In both of those. Just a pure thirst mm. for, like, knowledge and, yeah. Yeah. like, wanting to learn and yeah. ex- I be creative, I guess, then. Like, that's yeah. the yeah. vibe I'm getting from you. Yeah. So the first thing I did for, for my piece uh-huh. was a lot of research mm. into coercive control. So I went to some conferences to listen to mm. some experts speak read a lot of books okay watch a lot of tv shows yeah it's not something i would that mm. that that phrase question mm. control i would have been aware of until i think more recently i think yeah. there's probably a lot more instagram like yeah as a great mm-hmm. teacher at points <laughs> do you know what I mean? like <laughs> things start coming up on yeah. your feeds or whatever mm-hmm. and i think it, it, I, admittedly it would only be a, maybe a couple of years ago that i would have been like yeah. oh i know what that is yeah um, yeah, I've definitely seen a difference from when, because mm-hmm. well, I first learned about it in 2017, mm-hmm. and what I would say to people, oh, I'm working on a piece on coercive control, they wouldn't yeah. know what it was. So it's a form of abuse. Yeah, so it's a form of abuse um, where the perpetrator uses a, a pattern of behaviour um, and various different tactics to control and dominate their victim. Mm-hmm. So it's a really complex like system, mm-hmm. and there's lots of different tactics involved okay. so for my piece i just chose a few tactics okay. to to kind of represent through movement mm-hmm. so manipulation and gaslighting mm-hmm. like walking on eggshells not being sure if you're feeling like you can never do anything right mm-hmm. uh, isolation intimidation well yeah so but yeah it's, it's really it's a really difficult thing to sum up in a sentence yeah. and any of those um, tactics is it something that then can be arrested for can they be charged for that is, does it come under like an actual like it's a yeah. legal thing yeah so coercive control uh, became well it was brought into law in England and Wales first okay I think in 2015 right or maybe earlier and then Scotland looked at that and mm. kind of learned a bit from what okay. what went well and what didn't went well yeah, and yeah. Scotland has its own law on course control now yeah yeah because you think like Mm. like a lot of crimes is probably quite difficult to yeah yeah because it's not all it's not it's a lot uh, of subtle and kind of invisible Mm. abuse Mm -hmm. yeah wow interesting subject to Mm. difficult subject though is it yeah Uh for for you to explore Mm. and and know more about and then I guess then translate into a piece that mm-hmm. is very personal to you, just mm-hmm. like the, the thing that you're making. Yeah. Because you put your, whether you've experienced mm-hmm. something or not, or you just yeah. know it's second hand or whatever, mm-hmm. or third hand. But, you know, mm-hmm. to then make a piece of work that is yeah. wholly yours, like it's you that's making it, that, mm-hmm. I, I would imagine yeah. that's quite tricky to navigate. It is quite tricky. So, so after I've done all my research, mm. well, the research never really finishes, but no. mm-hmm. I applied to Creative Scotland for funding, mm-hmm. and I decided, um, like, I really did want it to be mine and on my schedule. Mm-hmm. So I applied for money to just hire studios okay. to to work in, rather mm-hmm. than do a residency and do a show at the end. Got I was you. like, I just want to do exactly. You don't want any pressure, yeah. time pressure yeah. on it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I've okay. got um, friends in Italy who dance. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go there. So just leave Scotland and just be like completely in a, well, not a new environment, but, you know, a different environment. Yeah. Um, 
and I had mentors in two different cities wow. in Italy. And then, so I did two weeks in one place, two weeks in another, and then two weeks in Edinburgh. Mm. That's the joy, I guess, of mm. the career you've had to date, like gathering all these yeah. people that you've met over the mm-hmm. years, like traveling the world and um, and being in, in the scene. Mm. Like you start yeah. to then collect your yeah. your gold dust, mm-hmm. like people that you trust yeah. as well. Like it's a big thing, like you're mm. making your own mm-hmm. piece and you do want to share it, but you want to share it in your with the right people and you, on your terms. <laughs> I of course yeah. that yeah. totally makes sense. So. <laughs> That's great that you were able to do that and yeah, maybe taking yourself out of your everyday norm yeah. and going to Italy. Yeah. That gives mm-hmm. you the headspace, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I was just could immerse myself in it and not worry about, you know, what post was coming through the little box. <laughs> yeah. <or> whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, I advocate for like not being in real life at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> Most of the time that's yeah. lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's not my bag. I've decided I don't like it. Um and where are you? So that so starting in 2017, when you listened to that podcast, mm. fast forward to where we are now, 2023. Mm. Where are yeah. we with the show? So far? so now, well, in in that first um, funded period, um, you know, Creative Scotland asked you how you're going to document ah, okay. your progress. So I decided to uh, like through all the dancing that I do, I know a lot of people who make who are videographers. Yes, as it called, ask them to come into the studio and make a little. 30 second trailer mm-hmm. just of what I'm working on and that mm-hmm. can be the documentation of each res- stage each, can I think yeah. yeah yeah great so I did that um, so they're all on my Instagram mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed seeing those little clips yeah I think I saw the first one that I saw my friend uh, Sarah made in Italy she's a, an incredible filmmaker um, but I was like seeing it through someone else's eyes mm-hmm. what I'd created in those two weeks and I was like oh, that's really good <laughs> <laughs> oh I like yes, it I like it. yeah so it was really exciting yeah um so I decided that in lockdown mm-hmm. when so I was gonna apply for the next stage of funding to extend the piece yes so the first time I made 12 minutes okay so I wanted to extend it but then Covid happened so I was like well what can I do now? And I spoke to Sandy Thompson at Creative Entrepreneurs Club and came up with the idea of making a short film. So I went to a video activism workshop okay. on Zoom that was run right. by Glasgow Can Connect Arts oh, yeah, Network. Yeah, totally. uh, and talked a little bit about what I wanted to do. Mm. And through that, someone else was on the workshop and yeah. got in touch with me. And she's a director and editor. So we worked together to make a, an eight minute short film nice one yeah that's yeah. Uh, Therese Lunch she's amazing as well yes yeah she's great so that's but that's the a... thing about it yeah. as well you know like when you do then start putting your ideas and your things out in the world mm. like it's that scary moment of like this is my baby <laughs> <laughs> you have to show it to the world for then yeah. other people to get on board and help you yeah. because it is mm-hmm. tricky to do it all by yourself yeah, unless you, you get back to cash yeah. you know what I mean yeah. just kicking about and you can yeah. You've got all the space in the world, and yeah, yeah and yeah. So, but it's that thing again, like treading carefully mm-hmm. and not just mm-hmm. going with your. I guess going with your gut and the feeling of like yeah. who you want to work with mm-hmm. and who's going to portray it in the right mm-hmm. way, especially if it's like in another medium and it's not a live thing. Yeah. Was it always going to be a live piece? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have to think mm-hmm. maybe differently then mm-hmm. when it's going to be in film. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the film is. Um, 
it's like the next chapter in the story from the right. theatre piece. Okay, understand, right. And where are you at now? So you're looking to extend the piece? Yeah, so now, so I've done some other residences with the Breaking Convention. Oh, yeah. And I was commissioned to perform that in Newcastle at Dance City two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the piece is 20 minutes. 20 minutes is a long time. Yes. To perform on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and knowing what you do, I'm like, mm. that's... Yeah, so it's... A lot. It is breaking, basically. It is breaking, but then people who are breakers see it and they're like, it's not really breaking anymore. But then people who aren't breakers are like, oh, yeah, it's definitely breaking. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're like, it is what it is. That's yeah, what it, it is. is. It is what it is. Uh-huh. But no, working with uh, my friend Soraya Ham as my creative advisor, she's really helped me to put in like the slow, slow down bits, the pauses, where can you, oh, yeah. Yeah, ca- yeah. catch your breath, but, mm. but have that impact of the the silence of course I, I mean yeah. sometimes that's you could mm. you're the most impactful yeah. when you're absolutely still finding a position mm-hmm. and just holding it yeah, yeah. and like let, mm-hmm. letting your audience take it in yeah like what they've just witnessed yes. as well mm-hmm. i think anybody who isn't familiar with how you choreograph mm. and everybody's different the minutia becomes like so important like mm-hmm. and you can be agonizing over yeah. And then you, I look back and I'm like, why did I worry about that thing? Or why was mm. it like, why did we spend 20 minutes mm. on that? But it all matters. It does matter. But then always when people see it, they'll talk about something that you don't really think that much about. And you're like, oh, did you like that bit? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, but what about the bit when I was... <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, it was good too. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's funny how what's mm. important to yeah. you and what's important in the room and yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it all, mm-hmm. all matters. It all matters. I think the the other things that I researched for this piece were, so it's what I was doing research on when I was at the conservatoire. Okay. So I was learning about Laban and yes. his um, efforts, yes. the dynamics of dance and the mm-hmm. different ways of, like doing the same movement but it looking different and feeling different. Yes, in terms of like how, the way you're facing and how many people are performing and mm. the, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, and the weight of things and the direction well, yeah. and the speed mm-hmm. and all those things. Um, so I was researching that and kinesthetic empathy. Oh, right. Which is like how can you create empathy with the audience, and they're just watching you move. So the whole purpose of the piece is to connect emotionally with the audience, uh-huh. so they can because the the story of the piece is told from the victim's point of view, mm-hmm. and it's a solo, so the abuser isn't there, but you can always feel. The presence. The presence, okay. So I was trying to, how can I communicate this through the movement and mm-hmm. the dynamics of the movement? So that research is all really important in how to get that across. Of course. And is there any setup to the piece? Like, do how much information do you give? Whether it be in a, you know, does somebody, do they, mm. is there a synopsis that they get before they walk in the door, or is there any sort of like talking or dialogue um, at all? It's been different for different places I've performed it sometimes there's a bit of information mm-hmm. just a little blurb yeah yeah and then other times I've performed it but talked about it after but yeah different people want different things some people like to know exactly what they're coming to see other people like to <laughs> be like think about this and sometimes people find their own yeah meaning mm-hmm. in a piece that you're like oh yeah that, that's not where I was coming from but yeah. that mm-hmm. great if that's what you've yeah. discovered in that mm-hmm. yeah because other people who've seen it um, 
have said, oh, it, you know, it could relate to any anything that has a basis of power and control. So different kinds of abuse, mm-hmm. uh, terrorism, mm-hmm. uh, you know, anything that just creates this, yeah, makes your world smaller and creates fear. Yeah. And what generally has been the feedback for you? Like, has it been useful feedback like from people that have seen it so far? Yeah, I think um, people. some people really get it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the feedback is just a little nod. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other people have a lot to say. And they say, I think this bit is like that and this bit's like that. And I always find that really interesting to to hear people's interpretations of it. Yeah. And, and then other people are just like, yeah, very good. Like, thank oh, you thank you're you. you're not my audience but thank you <laughs> that's the thing but i think it's making the art accessible mm. and sometimes if the subject matter is something that somebody connects with then mm-hmm. that that's a road in yeah you know yeah i think it was something that was really useful um through the creative entrepreneurs club mm-hmm. so i went to um a course that they ran called design your practice yes so rachel was leading the course that i did mm-hmm. um, so she did all the who's your audience, who are your stakeholders, all these things that normally I'd be like, oh my God, it's horrendous. But, you know, Rachel just... <laughs> thinking these yeah, things. Yeah, I don't care. Someone else work it out. <laughs> but, uh... So loud. <laughs> I love Rachel for that. She's like, no, yeah. come up with this. Yeah. And but she makes it all really fun. She does. She's brilliant. Yeah, She's so I really enjoyed it. And, yes. Uh, just made me feel really optimistic and Great. enthusiastic about doing the stuff that normally I wouldn't want to do brilliant so i think that's been a really important lesson like who's your audience who's it for who's it not for mm-hmm. and that's you want to reach the people it's for of course yeah 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 and, and that's an important lesson in itself like yeah it's not going to be for everybody mm-hmm. yeah whatever but, you mean yeah. <laughs> and that's okay yeah, yeah. that's all right because mm-hmm. there'll be something else out there for them yeah um and in terms of like inspiration mm-hmm. for you do you look at other artists what where are you taking your kind of artistic inspiration from i know you've always done loads of research on the subject mm-hmm. matter mm-hmm. but um do you have your people that you go to or um, say, art forms that you go to for inspiration yeah i think i think for this piece it's been more it has been more the research mm. and talking to friends whether they're dancers or artists or mm. not i think this this one has really just come from within within yeah. So I haven't really wanted any outside enough, yeah. influence mm. on it. Yeah, and you, I guess you're just trusting mm. your own instincts when you're making it a lot yeah. of the time, yeah. Like, and sometimes you mm. make something you're like, I don't know where that where that came from, but it just mm. feels yeah. correct. Mm. Like I just I can only liken it to this dream slash nightmare ballet thing that I mean, <laughs> um, and I'm like, I don't know where this yeah. idea came from, but we're running yeah. it because it just yeah. feels right. And I guess it's like taking other people in that journey, like whether it be your audience or mm. if you had another dancer in the room, sometimes you're just like, just trust the process. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, talking to yourself <laughs> in the mirror. Correct. <laughs> you're like, this must make sense, then I? <laughs> people will like this, I. <laughs> um, and do you, are you somebody who is always dreaming up new shows and new ideas? Or are you someone who's like, hyper focused on the one thing until that's totally done um i have been hyper focused on this but i do have other ideas okay but i'm not going to start working on them until i've finished this one yes and by finished i mean at least on one tour uh-huh. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's what we're talking about when you yeah. come in. Like, so the hope is, mm-hmm. uh, the plan is that it will go on tour mm-hmm. in terms of in theatre, but also schools. Yeah, schools, universities, universities uh, women's prisons. Yes, that mm-hmm. has to happen. Yeah, parliaments. Yes, yeah. all of that, all of the above. Yeah. Get dads into a space yeah. telling a really important story mm-hmm. that people need to hear, hundred yeah. percent. Because again, it's that accessibility mm-hmm. of like something that might be familiar or mm-hmm. may not be familiar, mm-hmm. but you know, planting that seed in people's minds about like mm-hmm. this is a real thing. This mm-hmm. happens to people. Yeah. But the dad side of things just mm-hmm. gives you like a whole road in where it's yeah. not somebody standing up and talking. Yeah, but I also want to do that. But I think that makes sense because once you've done that, yeah. Either somebody's about to see a piece mm-hmm. or they've seen a piece, they can immediately mm-hmm. they want to know more. They yeah. want to then they want to be like, How did you mm-hmm. make that? Why did you make that? Mm-hmm. But you can't really I don't think you connect those I think mm-hmm. I, I mean I'm a advocate for the arts, obviously, but I think it's just always a a better way into mm-hmm. having conversations mm-hmm. about yeah. any subject, but particularly difficult subjects. Um I went to see um a play recently by somebody who was on the podcast, Ailey Lone Moorcroft. It did really, really well <clears throat> last year and I had total FOMO that I hadn't seen it and then it came back this year and it's going on tour. I highly recommend you see it. And mm-hmm. it, there's lots of kind of subject matters within it, but it's about a six aside football team, these men growing up, and it's all about masculinity and mm-hmm. um and it's just about these men mm-hmm. coming together and what that the culture's like being in the pub and then being on the football mm-hmm. pitch and everybody's at diff, have different things going on in their lives and and yeah, right away, as soon as you see it, you're like, you, obviously you can identify with certain characters, or but there was just a, a road in, I thought, for, mm. you know, this is a perfect piece for football teams to come and see groups of mm. well, anybody. But yeah, it just opened a dialogue, I think, for a lot of people. to. Mm. And apparently the first time it went on stage at the Tron, 55% of the audience had never been to the Tron before. Oh, wow. And I was like, correct get people in that yeah. I don't think theatre mm. spaces are for, for them because mm. I think that's still mm-hmm. an issue like yeah. people don't feel that they're welcome mm-hmm. in these spaces or that they they wouldn't feel comfortable and yeah. that's so yeah. your piece sounds similar in that sense mm-hmm. like it's an important subject matter that people need to know about that people will mm-hmm. like be experiencing it mm-hmm. and yeah you can go in and then the, the talk afterwards or before mm. it just gives that insight doesn't it into mm-hmm. your process and why you need yeah. it and... yeah and then doing workshops as well mm. so i recently was working with a community theater group okay. so they were working on a play and they wanted to do a little bit of choreo in it so i showed them the piece oh is this a moment's yeah. piece yeah yes because yeah. i went in and did a one-off oh, workshop yeah. with them yeah. and had a lovely time just it was one oh, it's like they're but, great aren't they? oh they're really yeah. i know kirsten yeah i went to school with kirsten Didn't she? <laughs> yeah Shut the front door, there you go. <laughs> so I did a film with Kirsten just after COVID with mm-hmm. Toonspeak. Right. And I did the movement for it. It was mm-hmm. for young people. Um, and, and I loved working with her. I loved absolutely just... And like it was a difficult time because we were literally just back and it was masks mm-hmm. and distancing. Yeah, it was dead yeah. stressful. Mm-hmm. And she was just the right person to mm-hmm. work with. Uh, she was great. And then I've subsequently worked with Kirsten's partner uh, with the panto together right. just the tail end of last year. So mm-hmm. um, yes. Uh, what was my point? But I'd seen that a moment's piece were going to the Tron, and mm. then your name and my name was at the bottom, <laughs> and I was like, 
I did have a moment where I was like, if I told somebody I'm going to be somewhere and I'm going to teach them something, <laughs> and I, so they must be, and honestly, because I was like, God, if I thought they were going to use, I would have thought about it. We just did a lovely wee sit down. Mm. I think they chose, on the night, they chose the song Material Girl by Madonna. And it was a very <laughs> strutty, being fabulous yeah. across the room yeah. piece. But I mean, I was just there for a random night, but they must mm. be using it. And they kindly <laughs> credited me. I was like, fair enough. But I did see you, and then I was like, "Oh, can we work away?" And then I messaged Kirsten to say, mm. "I'm so sorry, I can't come and see it because it's the same week as Oklahoma." Mm. But I see you're working with Emma, so that'll be wonderful. So, <laughs> so sorry for interrupting. So, what did you? What have you been working on with them? Um, so they're doing a, a play about suffragettes. Yes. And how women weren't allowed to gather in public mm-hmm. to have meetings, so they would gather in secret in tea rooms. <laughs> Each character has like their own story. Okay. So the first week I went, I heard all of their like monologues that they'd all written about their character. Nice. So I kind of took down notes about what every character was about and drew out the emotions from every speech and then explained a little bit about the theory of dynamics that I'd used in my piece, showed them my piece, and showed them just a really like simple arm thing. Cool. Really. So it was just all sitting down. Yeah. Easy. Um, and talked about, okay, if you're angry, maybe it'll be more like fast and jagged than yeah. if you're sad, it may be heavy. And yes. So it's just, it's like a minute and a half of. Lovely. Oh, yeah. I'm gutted I'm not going to see it. That'll be, mm. yeah. And what a lovely group. Like they were all yeah. great and they were all yeah. just like up for up it and for on it. board. Like yeah. I, I really enjoyed that night. It was, it yeah. was really great. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. Like, I mean, I do quite a lot of community work and stuff and um, yeah, like I really value it. Mm. It's something yeah. that it does inform your practice it makes mm-hmm. you a better choreographer yeah. teacher 100 yeah. percent. you know when you're working with people mm-hmm. of all ages all abilities yeah. in different spaces as well mm-hmm. like sometimes mm-hmm. the space that you're in is a bit challenging or whatever mm-hmm. you've got to just figure it out or yeah. i think that always informs the next thing or mm-hmm. your, your practice mm-hmm. in general do you know what i mean like yeah. it's good to be challenged eh? Mm-hmm. like not to always have it sus like mm-hmm. i mean it's nice to have a nice big dance studio and mirrors and do you know what i mean <laughs> Oh, singing or dancing, but I mean, I think most of my career has not been in lovely, warm dance studios of mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> there's carpet, is that okay? Yeah, aye, uh huh. Totally. <laughs> make sure it, it makes resilient. <laughs> Just do it on the grass outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and um, I'm interested in your travels because you have mentioned like a few places that you've, mm. you've obviously worked and yeah. visited and stuff like that. It's exciting, I guess, mm. like being able to. To travel and then seeing other scenes and other mm. places. Yeah. Does that give you FOMO though? And you're like, why is this not in Scotland? And you go somewhere and like, there's this massive like breaking yeah. scene. You're like, come on, yeah. why are we not doing this in Scotland? <laughs> the first time I went to to train in Berlin. Mm-hmm. So well, just in Europe generally mm-hmm. or Western Europe, it seems to be that all the community centres just let out their space for free to people doing all sorts of things. I don't know if they. Get... The community centres are better funded by the government Sorry, or what, yeah. but... Yeah. In 2002, on a Wednesday, I went to this one community centre at this time. You know, and every day there was this training session somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, the, 2023, it's the same. It's the same community centres, the same days, the same times. Right. Yep. So the scene is enormous. Gosh. Like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of your like, travels, mm-hmm. is that just you kind of been reactive to what's going on at the time and like oh there's a convention out there I'm going to mm. go or I'm doing a residency here because I mm. and, and how are you 
finding that work and that those opportunities is that are you a go-getter are you somebody who's like constantly looking out for opportunities i go through phases mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> every day looking at the opportunities boards and then i don't look for months and i'm like oh i should apply let's apply for something every month and i do that and then i'm like no. it's really like it's not fun no no and it's really i think it's harder and harder to find residences that you don't have to pay for yes yeah, like as somebody who populates the yeah. opportunities board mm. every day for CEC, yeah, that's yeah. that is a big part of my yeah. job. Mm. Um, I'm constantly looking for stuff mm. for people. So most of my travels are just um, well, when I was younger, like I went into railing or just went travelling about Europe. And oh, while I was doing that, you. I would try and find somewhere to go and practice. So then met people through that who I still oh. know now, like twenty years later. Amazing. Um. But then once, like, I'm in a crew that's based in California, but we've got a lot of European members. Oh, cool. Um, so quite often go to Italy or Germany to stay with a friend. And nice one. Train, or we'll go to an event all together somewhere else. Okay. So most of it's uh, self-funded. Right. And is that, you'd say San Francisco hmm. earlier on, is, that, is there quite a big scene in? Well, there, it's based in Sacramento. Oh, right, okay. Um, so I've not been since before COVID, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not... I'm not sure what's happening with the scene there. Yeah. But, uh, Are you aware of other choreographers like yourself who have taken breaking? Because mm-hmm. you're saying that's quite like some breakers have said, oh, that's not breaking anymore. Are yeah. you aware of other choreographers like yourself who have kind of taken yeah. it and, and taken it on its own journey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's um, quite a big hip hop theatre um, scene mm-hmm. in the UK. A lot of breakers also went back to study contemporary, which I think makes things easier okay okay right, okay <laughs> but, but i didn't i didn't do that because uh, i didn't i wasn't really interested in theater mm-hmm. until i was in cambridge and i started so 2005 i started doing theater work dancing right. in theater mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed it um but before that it wasn't really anything that i, was I just wanted to thing, yeah. get better at dancing fair enough yeah but there's no right path do you no. Mean? no wrong path you know it's literally just it's that thing like you just have to yeah. Be reactive and mm-hmm. and not are you are you somebody who looks back with regret or oh, I should have done that or if I did are you just like uh, it is what it is. Well, I wish things had been easier, mm-hmm. but they weren't. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I you know learned a lot. Like in in my essay, it's all about here are the challenges mm-hmm. and here's what I've learned. Yeah, because there's what have you what have been the most prolific challenges for yourself personally. Mm-hmm. Well, I think being a woman, definitely. I thought that might come up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to avoid it for quite a while. It's the elephant in the room a lot of the time, yeah. Because assumptions would maybe be that it is a heavily male-orientated yeah. sphere. Is that, is that well, a correct it assumption? Is. It is, although the event I was at in Holland the other week is called IBE. Mm-hmm. There were... So many B girls who entered, like I think nine to eight B girls entered the competition, which is such a huge number compared to what it was when I started. Okay, that's encouraging. In the late nineties, mm-hmm. and the level is so high now. Yeah. Because you know people used to be like, oh, B girls are just blah blah here because their boyfriends here or oh my god whatever. <laughs> oh, they're they're not as strong and not as fast and not as interesting to watch. But now it's it's different. It's still all those things still exist. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely different. And the bigger I've seen is really young. Okay. A lot of teenagers and people in their early 20s who are super, super good. 
So it's really exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think in terms of doing like gigs or commercial work, mm-hmm. people people who book dancers they want boys to be cool, mm-hmm. so they want boys who break, right? And they want girls to be sexy, which is not breaking. So I think I didn't didn't get a lot of work because of that. I think I miss out on a lot of teaching because people are like, oh, we need to get the boys dancing, so we need to get a boy teacher because yeah. you know people just can't imagine that a woman can be a role wow. model for wow. for boys. It's mad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. And I think even now, that the level of breaking that I have, I think if I was a man, I would be much more popular on the scene. But I'm still... That's so... Still that level of invisibility. <laughs> Thank goodness, though, that you are still doing the thing that you yeah. love and that you're exceptional at. Like, kudos to you, because mm-hmm. it, like, it would be totally understandable in your position to have given up by now. Yeah, you know, with, with the challenges. Yeah. That... I know. I think a lot of a lot of big girls have. Mm. Um, it makes me really sad. Of course, so, the lack. Yeah, like who support. knows? Who knows who we would have had if Absolutely. they hadn't have been harassed out of the scene or ignored out of the scene or whatever. Terrible. Such a loss. Yeah, and it's that is why it's important to speak about it and address mm. it, and, mm-hmm. and you know that it it's still going on. Things might have moved on. Great, that's good to yeah. hear, and that people are. Um, pushing back against mm. and saying not absolutely I'm, I'm but still mm. it exists and it exists in so many mm. industries yeah. and spheres but yeah yeah, yeah it, so it is encouraging when you see people of all ages all abilities mm. all sizes yeah partaking in and dance of any mm. description I think because like I think we've hopefully we've moved past that like mm. what a dancer's body is and what a dancer looks like mm. and who a dancer is but yeah I think there's probably still a way to go yeah so well done. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm still here. Well done, you're still, I'm still here. doing it. <laughs> Love it. Thank God. Oh, I mean, you're exceptional, and I guess like for the people that you've taught, like mm. how lucky are they to have that opportunity? And it'll be exciting for you to then see them mm. go on and progress. Mm. And and it's not everybody that's going to take dance into a career. That's fine. But mm-hmm. I think having some sort of art in your life, like art form, something that you do for you, yeah, especially moving your body, like. It's great. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, uh, I advocate everybody do something for themselves. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, be creative. Like, the old folk are like, oh, I used to do that when I was younger. I'm like, no, like, make space for it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's so good for you. There's so much med- meditation in yeah. finding space and mm-hmm. making something mm-hmm. just for this, like, hell yeah, just for yeah. making for the sake of making. Yeah. And so, are you quite a disciplined person in terms of your practice? And are you. Do you dance every day? Do you work out every day? What's your regime? I don't have a regime. It depends what I'm working on. Mm. Like uh, when when I do the there's a project that my friend runs called 100 Days Project Scotland. Yes, great project. I know so that. So Isla yes. Monroe runs the Scottish version of that. Mm-hmm. So basically, you you take one creative task and you re- repeat it every day for 100 days. So people do photography or painting or writing a poem or you, you can do anything. My friend Sheila um, did, she folds crisp packets into triangles. Yes. So she did that for 100 days and like <laughs> made them into different little drawings. And... Excellent. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So yeah, you can do whatever you like, but I've done that uh, quite a few times. The first first year I did 100 freezes. Cool, yes. So made a different freeze every day. Yes. Although I didn't do every day. Fitness cool. there. Miss some days and do like ten on one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and I'm, I was doing it this year. Mm-hmm. I was doing a hundred um, dance prompts. Okay. Um, and I, I think I got I got to fourteen or something, but then I got sick, so stopped. Yeah. The project's almost over, I think, but I might go back to it. So when I'm doing that, yeah, it's kind of all-consuming, and that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then along with that comes the filming it, mm-hmm. editing it, putting it on Instagram, writing a caption. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it, these yeah. days with all yeah. the social media. What is your um, relationship with social media? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Is it a bit mixable? <laughs> it's a bit of a mixture. Like, I was really active on Instagram during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was teaching online and I was doing, I was making a different, like, breaking tutorial every day and writing, writing in the caption, like, the breakdown, the breakdown of all of the moves. Wow, yeah, that's a lot of work. It was a lot of work, but I had nothing else to do. <laughs> 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 so I really enjoyed that because I was, like, I did some, like, basic moves, but I was like, I'm just going to make something new up, mm-hmm. something simple. So it, made, it still made me be creative. Yeah, of course. Um and that was, yeah, I enjoyed that. And even like when I was away last week, uh, people are still talking about my Instagram tutorials from three years ago. Love it. People I've never met from like Kazakhstan. They're like, oh, your Instagram tutorials are amazing. I'm like, yes, it's totally worth that's it. That's so cool. So that's that so kind cool. of inspired me to get back on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just my last two Instagram videos have just been me dancing with a silly voiceover. I love them. <laughs> Shared them. I love them. <laughs> so at the moment, I'm in just a bit of a silly place. I'm not training for competitions. I'm not. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just having okay. fun at the moment. Good. Just being creative and. Good for you. Messing about. Just that's, enjoying. It. That's important too. Mm-hmm. Doing. Not putting any pressure on it. Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. something will yeah. happen and it's meant to happen, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. But when you when you talked about that, I'm fast when I dance. That mm. was a very focused project. Is it's that right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Because for a while, every time I entered any battle. Um, I would ask the judges for feedback and okay. they all said I was too slow. So the last time I was like, nobody's ever saying that to me again. <laughs> That's the last time anybody's ever seen that to me. So I went home and I <laughs> researched like plyometrics and how to get that fast okay. muscle and all this stuff. And I made up a programme called The Need for Speed. <laughs> right. And uh, me and my friend Mars, who I break with, mm-hmm. we did that like once a week together, 45 minutes. Yeah. The kind of thing that makes you want to puke at the end. God. <laughs> and we did it for a while and we both got so much faster. Mm-hmm. So that was like... Yeah, because you do move at the speed of light and I'm like, that's impressive. I mean, everything else is impressive <laughs> as well, but yeah, really particularly fast. So yeah, that was the speed project, but I think... Um, Actually, studying dynamics, mm. I was like, it's not actually about the speed, it's about what you do before and after. Okay. It's the change that actually makes the makes something pop. Got you. Because you can go fast, 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 fast. But yeah, and that, but being still, everything's so defined, yeah. that's mm-hmm. the thing, like, the moves are still very clear Yeah. at that speed. Mm. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I am pretty meticulous mm-hmm. about my okay. form. I understand. Okay, cool. <laughs> um... I would imagine that breaking comes with injuries mm-hmm. at points. How's your injury travels been? Um, I've been pretty lucky. Yeah. We'll touch all the wood. All of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think because I don't do the crazy moves mm-hmm. and because I am meticulous and I like mm-hmm. to know what I'm doing before I do it. Yes, yes. I don't throw myself into things or 
sounds sensible. Go too fast mm-hmm. when I don't mm-hmm. know how to con- control things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I grew up dancing, I know how to warm up and yes. cool down. Yes. So I'm very risk averse when it comes to injuries because I've always known that I want to dance for as long as I can. So I don't do things like go roller skating. And See, you're it. making me feel better about my <laughs> being called up with many a time in yeah. my years. I'm like, but look at me. Yeah. Here I am, still yeah. still yeah. jump about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Longevity is Exactly. Thank, I'm glad you said that, Emma. Thank you very much. feel better for not wanting to go upside yeah. down. Yeah. Not doing yeah. dokies at the pole at the school. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was in the Rockets, they were, um, you do that, that move where you're like, almost like in a box split and you swap oh, your yeah. legs through yeah. and everybody was like, it's so much easier if you go into it from a forward roll. And you know, that, that's just the fear. I'm like, mm. I don't do gymnastics. And they're like, that's not gymnastics. I'm like, it is to me. I don't like going upside down. And uh, they were all like, you, you can't do a forward job. I was like, well, obviously I can physically, but I just don't, don't like, like it. It. <laughs> it was like flashbacks mm. from PE at school, do you know what I mean? And uh, so then that was them field day. Like they were out with the pads and like, we're going to get Lisa into a forward I was like, I need I mean, I eventually got this one through, but minus the forward roll. And I remember being at a convention, uh, we used to do this convention called Pro Dance. And I, I think it was the second year, so it was in Palm Springs, right? And you're in like, there's an LA Laker, there's a Miami Dolphin, mm. like, and me in this class. And we did this dance. It was like a Shakira number with skirts. And they made us like do a, you know, the, the kind of backwards roll, but just on one shoulder. Book, yeah. uh-huh. hate them, hate them. <laughs> And I remember like, oh, damn it, why did I end up in this class? Like, this don't move. Anyway, did it eventually, but you, I'm not a fan of going to say doing. I am risk averse, and I'm okay with that, Emma. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. <laughs> I feel so much, feel so much better. I'm like, if anybody is risk averse, then it's fine for me, me too. Um, and I guess lots of people will be aware, but some will not mm-hmm. be aware that breaking is now in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So... Paris 2024. 20, 24 next year. Yeah. yeah. How did that all come about? I'm guessing you know more about it than certainly I do anyway. <laughs> like, t- give yeah. us the lowdown. Well, I'm on the council for Breaking GB. Okay. Um, Amazing. Which is, which is the name of the British team. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a representative from each part of the UK. Okay. Get together and chat about what's what's happening. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And how did you land that role? Was that something you went after or? Uh, no, um, the uh, one of the guys on the council called me and asked me if I wanted to do it. Nice one. Um, so yeah, I've been on that for about a year, I think now. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's for anybody who's <laughs> unsure about what you're doing, a level you're doing, <laughs> I'm like that's the level we're talking about. <laughs> like you're, you're, yeah, that's that's tremendous. How cool is that? Yeah, it's really cool. And it, yeah. you know, it's like a huge <laughs> monumental thing, and I think <laughs> a lot of people would. I, I actually <laughs> told somebody last night. That I was going to be chatting to you today, and I was like, "Yeah, like breaking's going to be in the Olympics," and they were like, mm. "Is it?" And I'm like, "Yes." Mm. Um. So what's what's been going on with that? I guess you know, there'll be things you're sworn to secrecy on, but what can you tell us? <laughs> well, uh, so there have been uh, various championships going on mm-hmm. in different countries mm-hmm. and in different continents. Yeah. Um. So that's going to continue until each country has chosen its top team members. Right. So it's all on a point basis. Got you. And so, you... I saw it was like 16 athletes, like 16 B-boys, 16 yeah. girls, is that correct? From the whole world. Yes. So not every country will yeah, get, to, yeah, yeah. get to go. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, it's a point-based system. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have you have to be in it to win it. To win it. Yeah. Right, so you have to go to as many competitions as you can to try and right, get points. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's going on until next year, and then the Olympics happens. Mm. So, yeah. so will you be there? I don't know. Right. No idea. Interesting. And do you know people that are going after it? Yeah. So there's a Scottish big girl uh, called Shortbread. She's uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So she's um, on the team, UK Breaking GB, and another bigger Roxy from London. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, B Boys, Karam mm-hmm. and Sunny and Sheku. So that's the that's the team at the moment, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, depend just they have to keep going, to, winning points, and see Amazing. what happens. Yeah. So cool though. I think it's like such a turning point for dance in general to mm. be at the Olympics. I think. Yeah. Because a lot of people, like myself, mm. wouldn't have equated dance with competition, and with, mm. and a yep. lot of people would see mm. it as a, a sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's all these things. It can all it can be an expressive thing. It can mm-hmm. tell stories, but mm-hmm. it also you know it's the athleticism. Yeah, you know it's yeah. It, so it's up there yeah. with other sports. Yeah, yeah. So the Olympic thing is like pure competition. Yeah. And then my piece is like pure expression. Great. Because part of the thing I want to do is show that breaking can be more than. Yeah, it's not putting things in boxes. Yeah. Like it can be all yeah. the, all these yeah. things. Be all the things. Yeah, it can morph yeah. into whatever it yeah. needs to be. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's important too. Like yeah. not to pigeonhole people, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. you know we're all saying, but also mm-hmm. not to pigeonhole sports uh, art forms. Like as what somebody needs it to be or mm-hmm. creates it and things are evolving all the time. Like mm-hmm. so, my only kind of liking to it is like Scottish dance, right? So I did Highlanders growing up, mm-hmm. Kaylee. And then I went to work for a Scottish dance company and it was basically my remit to like make Kaylee cool, right? Because mm-hmm. kids in schools get made to do it at Christmas yeah. and everybody hates it. The teacher hates teaching it. Mm-hmm. Wayne's hate, hate doing it. You know, everybody's to hold hands. It's hot, like folk kind of like getting married. <laughs> Kaylee's great. It's really fun. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you you're not, don't need to get it right. Like, no. just go up and have a go. That's what yeah. it's all about. To, so I basically started taking Kaylee and fusing it with other dance styles as mm-hmm. a way in. And generally it was met with Oh, this is cool. Mm. People are loving it. But I do remember somebody kind of writing in at the time, <laughs> being like, "You know, that what are you doing to the traditions?" Uh, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Do you think these dances always look like that?" No, they have evolved over time. Were you there in 1492 <laughs> when this dance was first danced? No. So how do you know? Do you mm. mean, yes, it's mm. absolutely correct that you bring these things along, mm. and you know the traditions are yeah. upheld and and celebrated. 100 percent mm. you know like tradition is important but also evolution and mm-hmm. everything evolves everything mm-hmm. moves on and changes and yeah and i think with with hip-hop well with breaking mm-hmm. well so this is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop this year right so because breaking is such a young dance compared to other dances gosh yeah, like yeah, okay. we can see what it was like and the people who did it mm-hmm. in, the, in the beginning are still alive to talk about it yes. so there is that strong connection with the, yeah, the yeah. tradition and the history of it and is there a celebration of people taking it and making it their own do you think or is it are people there's very di- much different stuck? camps mm. yes <laughs> yeah there is very there's diplomatic there. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i know what camp i'm in <laughs> it's when you wonder what people are so scared of is it that they think that it's going to be lost the original version yeah or maybe their place and it will be lost okay yeah, I'm like I'm such an advocate of there's room for everybody, mm. there's room for everything. 
Why am I worrying? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm over here in my camp mm. doing my thing. Like, yeah. you can do your thing over there. And sometimes we can mm. meet if you like. I, it's funny, yeah. I, I respect people's opinion, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's like, fair enough. Like, if you don't like it, like, you don't have to like it, like mm. we were saying earlier mm. on. But yeah, I think it's good. It's certainly, mm. things like not breaking because it's always been cool and always will be. But Kayleigh dancing, mm. not everybody's cup of tea. What's the alternative? You lose it completely because mm-hmm. folk are like, wow, well, that's, that's dated mm-hmm. and do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if there's a way in, yeah, I think it's just like introducing people to things in maybe mm-hmm. a slightly different way and they go, oh, right, actually, this is all right, mm-hmm. I like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I yeah. can do this or I can be yeah. part of that. Sometimes people are scared of things that they don't understand as well. Yeah. I think at, at school it was so mm-hmm. awkward. Yeah. But then actually at the dances it was fun. Totally. Are you just flinging folk about and all that? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, it's not cool. But I, I wonder if you found this in your world as well. Like, um, dance in general is not everybody's favourite thing to do. Mm-hmm. So if you end up in a workshop mm-hmm. with people who don't want to be there, yeah. that's a tricky thing yeah. to navigate. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of that yeah. in my career. Me too. It's um, <laughs> funny you get to school and you're like, you know, some kids like, so are we going to be dancing? You're like, yeah. And then you can see some kids like, you know, dying yeah. off. And you're like, well, we're not really, we're not really dancing. We're just mm. going to be moving. <laughs> and then the kids that want to dance are like, ah, oh, we thought we were dancing. Yeah. Like, just dance. Just don't tell the other ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. funny that, eh? Yeah. Like, like, there is still, and sometimes it's a kind of gender thing. Like, mm. I'm not saying always, but sometimes the boys will be like, oh, don't dance. I'm like, Yes, you do. <laughs> do you? Like, and then the minute you're like, do you play football? Do you play this? And they're like, I'm like, well, that's a move. Mm-hmm. Let's just incorporate that into a yeah. piece of choreography. And they're yeah. like, all right. I'm like, you're doing movement mm. all the time that can then be put to music. Yeah, I think that. What's that uh, computer game that everybody likes? Fortnite. Yes. That really helped. Oh, the flossing. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. That's true, actually. Mm-hmm. That I because I was yeah. showing all the moves and mm-hmm. learning them all. I and it's I guess. It's like, again, it's a way in. And then if you've got yeah. like a wee something mm-hmm. on your sleeve, you're like, yeah. oh, have you seen this? Or do, do. Um, I wouldn't imagine you come up with too much backlash, though, because I think what you oh, do is yeah. just really uh-huh. cool. Well, no. Really? Not everybody wants to do it. <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> What's not to love? <laughs> who, who are your favourite kind of people to teach, do you think? Is it like the people that have maybe done breaking for so you can get a bit more in depth or is it like your total novices your total newbies um well it's different for different mm. situations mm-hmm. i think my favorite thing if i'm teaching kids and they get really into it yeah and they're, they're trying to get this one move it takes a long time to get mm-hmm. a move sometimes and like the first time they'll get it they'll look up and be like <gasps> did you see that <laughs> <gasps> and i'm like <laughs> Now you understand why I love it so much. There, so you've got it. You've got totally. it. Yeah. So Maybe that's always the, an amazing the move moment. that they're doing for the rest of the week. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when somebody learns how to cap wheel, that's all they do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really exciting. But I think just, um, well, with the community work, I just think I'd like to do more stuff like that with mm. adults at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's just a very different kind of energy that you bring mm-hmm. working with kids is like whoa let's go and it's, totally. I, it's exhausting <laughs> i'm always starving after i teach kids oh my god ravenous so yeah <laughs> yeah so i think i'm moving away from that at the moment mm. um so yeah i would like to teach more community work with adults mm. and more choreography not necessarily breaking yeah or just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
or working with themes. Yes. Um, but also, I would like to do more work with with breakers, more exploratory. Nice. Work for more of the ideas that you've got. Yeah, but I think away in the yeah, background. I'll have to have to leave Scotland again to do that. Okay. Okay, well, that's, I mean, that's always no exciting. problem. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, I'm going to put all the links mm. in the show notes to everything so that people mm. can see what you're up to and, and get to know your work a bit more. And, um, but what's like an imminent for you next? Like, what's happening next with your show or what are you working on next? Uh, next is the residency at the workroom. Cool, yes. Um, so, I've got a week in there. With um, a definite plan of what you're wanting to achieve in that time. Definite idea of a plan. Cool. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, trying to, I need to write a funding application to oh. do this community oh. tour. Yes, so, exciting. Yeah. Yes. So what I need so is, is yeah, <laughs> someone who has experience working with schools, mm-hmm. um, tour booker or a producer to get, because get, I don't want to do the admin of planning the tour. I think mm-hmm. that the subject matter is too heavy to do too much other than the artistic Fair enough. performative side yes. of things. So I'm looking to build a team for a tour. I massively like just wish you all the best. I'm excited to Thank see you, you on your tour and doing what you do best. And um, I massively appreciate you coming on the Brown and Brave to talk about it. Oh. It's fascinating what you do. I think you're absolutely awesome. Um, and I'm just delighted that you're still doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and getting the opportunity to share your work mm-hmm. with other people I think it's so important especially this new piece it sounds mm-hmm. so important it's great work mm-hmm. well done Emma well thank you You're very fabulous much. um before uh, uh, uh relieve you from the we the brave cave uh, <laughs> I have to ask you two of the hangamajig questions right so right. these are just like random questions that I ask people okay. um that come in the podcast and I don't pick them in advance well the second one I do because Everybody gets asked it, but this one. Um, if you were hosting a dinner party, uh-huh. was that something you would do? Would you host a dinner party? I might do. Okay. Um, and you have yourself there, obviously. Mm. You have uh, three other guests that you'd like to invite. Um, past, present, future, uh, whoever you like. You can know them, not know them. Mm. Who would they be? Well, going on the theme of this podcast, mm-hmm. it would be the three hosts of the Real Crime Profile podcast who inspired my piece. Yes. Do they, <laughs> do they know that they've inspired the piece? Have you let them know? Uh, yeah, I went to one of their uh, conferences. Cool. So yeah. are they... Well, that was that based? was a while ago when I was just researching. Okay. Uh, LA. They're all right. Okay. Yeah. That's great. I love it when just that spark of inspiration mm. comes. Do you know what I mean? Look what it's created. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And uh, the question I ask everyone, because it's called The Broad and the Brave, is what is your favourite Scots word or phrase? Oh. And it can just be today. I think it has to be the old classic jobby. <laughs> yes, it has come up before. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good word. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Eddie, thank you so much for being on the Brown the Brain. Thanks for having me. Total pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Brown the Brave podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.